You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome in to the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after what was another great day of baseball for the Atlanta Braves. Make it five wins in a row, nine to three over the Kansas City Royals in position for another sweep. Things just go in the Braves way, even if the weather wasn't really cooperating, even if it was a miserable day at Kauffman Stadium, by and large, at least as far as the conditions are concerned, the Atlanta Braves took care of business, picking up that win and securing another series win. We're going to get into it all, the performance of Bryce Elder, more big stuff from the offense, and of course, get you set up for Sunday's finale. But before we do that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Hit the bell so you get notified every time we drop a new episode here, and subscribe to Locked On Braves, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jake, welcome back in. I know you've been watching these first two games as closely as I have. Missed you last night, but we brought home a win yesterday, and now we get to talk about a win here today. Yeah, I mean, not even the rain can slow this Braves offense down right now. They jump out again to another early lead and then just keep pounding away. They really love hitting in Kansas City. I don't know. A lot of hitters aren't going to want to leave this stadium. No, they may not. The Braves seem to love hitting no matter where they go. And they've got <laughs> the offense designed to do it as well as we are wont to do, though. We like to get inside the box score and get set up on maybe what was happening on the mound first. But maybe we'll buck that trend pretty soon because if the Braves want to keep scoring nine or ten a night, that's going to become the headline, regardless of who's on the mound. But uh, that aside, game number 15 of the season for the Braves, who are not only in first place in the National League East, but they now have the best record in the National League, 11-4 and four now on the season. Nine runs, 14 hits, no errors, nine men left aboard. Royals, the opposite of that, 4-11, and 11, three runs on 11 hits, no errors. They left 10 men on. Bryce Elder picked up the win. He's 2-0. and oh. This is his third consecutive good outing for the Braves. Uh, Chris Bubich took the loss. He is now 0-2. No save in a game that was delayed by rain for two hours and 45 minutes. It dragged on for a while, marathon day of baseball, but all's well that ends well. And a crowd of 17,644 paid to see it, though I'm not sure they were all around when it went to the uh, ninth inning. Though there were a lot of Braves fans that were certainly vocal at Kauffman Stadium on this day. Let's talk a little bit about Bryce Elder. I felt like this was a fine outing for him. I know it wasn't fun to pitch in what looked like some some missed and maybe even some sleet. Sean Murphy was saying early in the game in his post-game interview, five and a third innings. He scattered eight hits. Let's use that word. Three earned runs, two walks, and four punch outs for him. What do you think of Bryce Elder? I, I really felt like he kind of was able to get the job done as well as it needed to, to set that foundation for a win. Look, if he's your fifth starter, this is the type of outing you want from your fifth starter to get into the sixth inning, give up three earned or less. So again, like you said, I mean, I think it's just, a solid outing from him and you know he's been pitching better than that so maybe expectations are a little bit higher but for me you know this is what I kind of expect from Bryce Elder to be able to pitch deep into the ball game keep your team in the game and give your talented offense a chance to really you know get going and put up a ton of runs which they've done so yeah he's had better outings for sure but I think this is still another solid one for Bryce Elder again especially for somebody who's supposed to be your fifth starter. And again, in those conditions, I think that that makes it a little bit more impressive to just go out there and be able to get your club into the sixth inning again. And maybe if some things went right uh, here or there, he makes it through that sixth inning. But you're not going to take a lot of chances because at that time when he was taken out of the game, it was a little bit closer than it ended up being with this 9-3 to score. So perhaps that's a little bit deceptive with all the add-on runs for the Braves. But Bryce Elder certainly kept him in the game. And Justin Toscano, my buddy over at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, he tweeted this out 
uh, after Elder left. Last eight games started, dating back to last season when he came back up from AAA Gwinnett, a 143 ERA for Bryce Elder in his last eight major league starts. An ERA just over one in his three starts this year. These were the first runs that he had allowed in his three outings at all this season. So, Jake, I think not only are you onto something with if this is your fifth starter, you're certainly, I think, maybe living large, if you will. But after the spring where so many different names were talked about and in which two rookies kind of broke camp with the Braves and came north, all Bryce Elder did was just keep on pitching. And by doing that, he has put himself in position to maybe hold down this fifth spot for a minute. Yeah, we went to the offseason and I did my projections for the opening day roster. I picked Elder because I just thought he was the safe bet. I feel like you know what you're going to get from Elder at this point. He's been very solid, like you said, after his over his last eight starts. I mean, you pretty much know what you're going to get from this guy. So I, I feel very confident with him out there that, again, he's going to give your team a chance to win. I've talked about it all the time, the the movement on his pitches, the, the changeup, the sinker, uh, the slider, you know, everything just kind of – cutting every which way just really allows him to get that weak contact. And he's got a good bit of strikeouts and swings and misses as well. I mean, 13 swings and misses tonight. So, yeah, I mean, look at what point do you say, okay, this guy is for real and he can pitch at this level. I know maybe some people might point out that some of his starts have come against weaker opponents. It's hard to pitch in the major leagues. We've seen it with very good pitchers come up. This guy just continues to get it done. So, again, He's somebody I feel very confident with. That's why, you know, again, I projected him to be on the opening day roster because I just think he's a, a safe bet because of the movement on his pitches and because of the 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 knowledge and that he gained at the end of last year yeah. as well and the confidence pitching, uh, having success. So I like Bryce Selder. I love what he's doing, and I think he's been a, a huge lift for this rotation. Yeah, and experience goes a long way, and Bryce Elder had some of that, whereas we saw with Jared Schuster, with Dylan Dodd, both of those guys, they may have a role to play for the Braves at some point this season, but that first go-around in the big leagues, it can be challenging. You might find some success here or there, but you're also going to find some big league lineups that are going to pick out what you do, and they're going to find a way to work you over. And that happened to Bryce Elder in his first go-around with the Braves, but by the time Mm -hmm. he got back up in the second half last year, he was showing you. If he is consistently throwing strikes, He's got the arsenal. He can move it around and, like you said, generate some uh, some weak contact and keep himself around in game. So we'll see what Bryce Elder is able to do with his continued opportunities here in the Braves rotation. He's definitely been a bright spot over the first couple of weeks of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about the Braves offense and, of course, the battery mate of Bryce Elder. But first, I've got to tell you about game time because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With deals on last-minute tickets and a best-price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped about all the fun that you're going to have. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, As far as the Braves' offense, it's pretty much, Jake, become a guarantee that they're going to give their pitcher a good little cushion to work with. It happened again today. They added on runs late. And how about Sean Murphy? I tweeted this out earlier. Where are all the people that were worried about Sean Murphy on like game number four or five of the season because he was sitting there one for 10? He has really turned it on. Three for four again today was also hit by a pitch. Uh, knocked in four runs, another home run, couple of runs scored, nine for his last 20, Jake. I would say that's a pretty good hot streak, and that doesn't even factor in the number of times that he has been drawing a walk over the last week and a half or so. This guy's been an on-base machine. 
Yeah, suddenly he is the uh, leader in OPS in the clubhouse right now at almost 1,200. So, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing run for Sean Murphy here as of late. A lot of what we were hoping when he came over. He had a great second half with Oakland, perhaps showing that, you know, he is going to be an above average bat. And I'd certainly say he is showing that so far with the Braves. But really, you know, up and down the lineup, everybody had at least one hard hit ball tonight. You're starting again to see that length, you know, outside of those three games against the Padres where the Braves only had two extra base hits. We're starting to see them, you know, tally up the runs early in the game again. Like you said, give their starting pitcher some cushion and ease into the game. So, yeah, I mean, the entire lineup has been really solid here as of late. But Sean Murphy, I mean, he has just been incredible. He is on some hot streak right now. He is. I mentioned nine for his last 24 of those doubles, three of those homers. That's how you rack up a nice OPS. And oh, by the way, he has also knocked in 11 runs over that stretch as well. Speaking of hard-hit balls and a guy that we've been looking to see some hard-hit contact from and has been kind of battling it for about a week and a half. I'm talking about Ozzy Albies. I have really liked his swing so far in the series. He might not have been rewarded as much in Game 1, but 3 for 5 with 4 more runs batted in for Ozzy in Game 2 to help the Braves to this victory. Some great swings in this one, Jake, and hopefully that's a sign of things to come for Ozzy so that he can get himself comfortable and get going. Yeah, love what Sean Murphy's doing, obviously. We, you know, it's a big talking point. But for me, one of the most encouraging things right now is Ozzy Albies and what he's doing at the plate. Because like you said, need him to get going. I talked about him on the podcast last week, just not impacting the baseball at all. Putting the ball in play a ton, but not making any hard contact. And we've seen that kind of change over the last couple of days. Uh, four hard hit balls for Ozzy Albies in this game. And the one that wasn't hard hit was 92 miles per hour for a single. So again, you're starting to see him make that solid contact. Look, the guy didn't play a lot last year. It's understandable to think that maybe he could be a little rusty. His timing could be a little off, but it is really encouraging. Again, that was maybe one of my biggest things from this game is seeing Ozzy start to impact the baseball and do what we know Ozzy Albies can do. Yeah, and he's certainly starting to show you that. And, you know, it, it takes some time sometimes. And some it, out of the gate, when you have, like, a not great sample size, it looks a lot bigger because those are all the numbers that you have for the season. So hopefully for Ozzy, able to work through what was kind of a rut for, I'd say, about a week or so and get himself back on track in KC because the competition is going to get a little tougher with San Diego. And then with Houston, you want to see Ozzy Albies clicking because this Braves lineup certainly needs him particularly with a couple of players out and just trying to get this whole lineup going the way you mentioned where it does have that link and where pitchers can't really go anywhere to find a lot of outs. Speaking of which, uh, Matt Olson in this game, two for four, knocked in a run, scored one as well. Vaughn Grissom and Kevin Pillar both went two for five. Ronald Acuna Jr. may have been 0 for four, but he scored a couple of runs, drew a walk, and had some great plays in the outfield. Even on a day he goes hitless, your eyes are just kind of drawn to Ronald because of the type of player that he is and he just finds ways to keep himself involved in the Braves' run-scoring efforts. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. It, you know, Acuna is going to impact a game in some way, whether it's him hitting doubles, home runs, whether it's just his speed on the base pass, you know, drawing those walks, stealing bases, or in the outfield. I mean, he's a true five-tool player, and as you said, just about every night you got to keep your eye on him because he's going to do something to help you win a ball game. Yeah, the bullpen also did some things to help the Braves win this ball game. Again, it was close going into the late innings when the Braves exploded for a bunch of extra runs to add on. But three and two-thirds scoreless from the bullpen, Jesse Chavez came in to help out Bryce Elder. Then you had Dylan Lee and Nick Anderson. And I don't know what else you can say about Nick Anderson other than what a find by Alex Anthopoulos to add into this bullpen, particularly when you've been without a couple of key arms. To have him step up and do what he's done has been impressive. Kirby Yates, I know it was bumpy the first couple of hitters, but 
He was able to sell down, throw a scoreless ninth inning. I think as he throws more, he's going to get that splitter working, and he could be a valuable arm. He just may not have to go in the high leverage spots that you've tossed him into a couple of times because you don't have Rysel Iglesias and because you've used different arms. What I'm saying is this is a group, I think, that has depth, and we've talked about that word time and again, and the bullpen was able to do his job here today. Yeah, and it's nice to have these games where you do have those add-on runs late and you kind of have that cushion. So th- some of these guys can that need more work continue to get work, like Kirby Yates. And you saw him fired up getting that last out. I mean, it may have been a, a blowout game at that point, but these are meaningful innings for a guy like Kirby Yates who's trying to get back to where he was. So, yeah, these, these are big innings, and you love to have these games where it's not as high leverage, but some of these guys can come out there and get their work. You know, Joe Jimenez kind of, you know, mm-hmm. he worked the night before in, a, in a, a big lead. So some of these guys who are trying to get on track, it's great to have these big leads so you can get them some work in some non-stressful situations. So certainly love that Braves have been able to do that here lately. Yeah, and we've talked so much about Michael Soroka, and justifiably so, not pitching for a very long time and trying to get his way back to the big leagues. Kirby Yates is kind of in the same boat. He didn't pitch much for a couple of years, and then even last year, he didn't get a lot of innings at the big league level. So he's still working his way back, I think, in terms of a comfort level. Velocity's there. I think the pitches are going to be there as far as the splitter and that fastball, and we'll see what he's able to do to chip in. But uh, he did his part here today. Braves bullpen able to close things out for Bryce Elder in this 9-3 victory. As I mentioned, a five-game winning streak for the Braves. That is their longest of the season. Looking to make it six with a sweep of the Royals on Sunday. First place in the NL East. Best record in the National League. A few things are going the Braves' way thus far. We'll get you set up for game three in just a moment. But I've got to tell you about Pro Baseball GM because if you haven't tried it out, you are certainly missing out. Download Pro Baseball GM today. It lets you manage every aspect of a franchise and play through the season and build a dynasty for you and your fans. But you got to do all the things that a regular GM has to do. If you're Alex Anthopoulos or you'd like to be one day, this is what he's dealing with. Hiring the right coaches and staff, managing finances, scouting, drafting players, free agents, dealing with difficult personalities, and of course, injuries. you got to deal with all of it. Locked on Braves postcast listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On in the game store. Head over to ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or find it in the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. The Braves are going to be going for a sweep on Sunday at Kauffman Stadium. They'll send Kyle Wright to the mound for his second start of 2023. Zach Greinke is looking for his first win of the season, though he hasn't pitched all that poorly. He's kind of a tough luck 0-3 to start the year. Should be a very interesting matchup, Jake, I think, because you've got last year's 20-game winner, the only one in the big leagues, and a guy who very well could be headed to the Hall of Fame when he does decide to hang it up. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Kyle Wright get back out there. Obviously, a rough first outing for him. That well, third inning just kind of got away from him. So yeah. really looking forward to seeing him get back out there and try to build upon that because the Braves are going to need him. They're going to need him in that starting rotation to be the guy that he was last year. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see what Zach Grinke does. The guy's still pitching. He knows how to manipulate hitters. So it uh, should be a fun matchup for the Braves. going to be you know, a little bit of a different look than maybe what the Braves are used to, but hopefully this offense comes out, puts up some big numbers, and Kyle Wright can, again, continue to build on things and go deeper into the game. Yeah, it's not prime Zach Greinke anymore, but he's still, I would say, wily enough as a veteran mm-hmm. to figure out a way to get through a lineup at least a couple of times. Royals just haven't really been able to back him up with run scoring. Meanwhile, for the Braves, they've done a pretty good job of that in this series. They'll look to give Kyle Wright a bunch of runs to work with as he looks for his first win of the season in his second start. Only three innings and four runs allowed against Cincinnati. As Jake mentioned, a really rough third inning kind of torpedoed the day for for Wright, who only uh, or was able to throw 75 pitches in that game and only get through three. 
Just kind of a tough outing for him, but the velocity was there. He looked like Kyle Wright. Let's see if he can just get a little bit more hammered in and, and focused on doing the things he did that made him such a big part of the Braves rotation last year. And we're all, I think, just happy to see him because Kyle Wright has been a steadying force for the Braves starting five, and they were missing that over the first couple of weeks. And they certainly need it with Max Freed potentially back soon, getting back up to full strength. This could be a very big road trip overall, but a sweep of the Kansas City Royals would be a great way to start this trip out. That's going to do it for the Braves postcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score, Braves beat the Royals 9-3 to in Game 2 of the series. They go for a sweep on Sunday, and we will talk to you after that game right here on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 